0: You are Locked On Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Seahawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the fastest growing sports audio network in the world. This is Vincent Verhey of Football Outsiders, and I'm back talking your Seattle Seahawks and all the news around the NFL. Thanks for hanging out today, and let's hang out again tomorrow. Be sure you and your friends subscribe to the podcast, because I will be here for you every weekday. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to do our Carolina Panthers preview. First, I'm going to remind you all, or just uh, let all of you know, that I have remembered remembered today to turn the microphone on before recording. So hopefully I don't uh, ruin your audio settings like I did yesterday. So the Carolina Panthers, Seattle plays this week in yet another primetime game, the Sunday Night Affair at a Century Link Field in Seattle. This looked like a huge game before the season started, and here we are in December of 2016, and it's uh, not that big at all. Uh, we talked about yesterday where Seattle stands, how they really don't have a ton to gain in this game, but they have a lot to lose in the playoff competition. Uh, but that's better than Carolina, who has really nothing at stake at all, and it has been a very, very disappointing season. Uh, they are 4-7 and seven right now, the Carolina Panthers are. They're in last place in the NFC South. And when they, when I say they have seven losses, keep in mind that in 2014 and 15 combined, they only had nine losses and one tie. So they could uh, surpass that here with still five games to go. Uh, there's a good chance they will lose more games this year than they, than they did in the past two years combined. Uh, the Panthers are two and a half games out of the wildcard race, so not mathematically out of it. But they are tied with the L.A. Rams for 13th place in the NFC, and only six teams get in. So uh, even if they go on a hot winning streak, they would need a bunch of teams ahead of them to start losing. Points per game, they score 25.1 points per game. The Panthers do, which is 10th in the league. Their offense is still productive, but the defense has completely fallen apart. Uh, This is what happens when you go into a season, you chase away your best cornerback, and he signs with Washington, and you staff uh, your secondary with leftovers and spare parts. Uh, The Panthers have basically taken the same approach to their secondary as Seattle has taken to its offensive line uh, with similar results. It's not worked out very well. Uh, If I didn't give the numbers, 25.5 points allowed per game for the Panthers. That's 24th in the league. Overall, the uh, net scoring margin... Minus one-half a point per game, which is 21st. Just a whole bunch of mediocrity here. Total yardage, the offense is 14th overall, 19th passing, 13th rushing. Uh, the numbers on defense are interesting. They're 17th in total yards allowed, but 29th in passing yards allowed, second in rushing yards allowed. And this is a very good example of why yards allowed are not necessarily the best measure of how a team actually plays football. Uh, they've given up a ton of passing yards, the Panthers have. Just because teams have passed on them a lot, they're uh, <coughs> and and given up very few rushing yards because teams haven't run on them that much. Uh, it's not a matter of how well they play against the runner pass as much as just which types of plays which types of play they face more often. It's also important when looking at this pass defense to remember that uh, they have played 11 games and three of them have been against Matt Ryan and or Drew Brees, who have been by far the two best passes in the league this year, at least uh, numerically. So you look at that Panthers defense, how they've fared against, uh, well, all quarterbacks. 30th in completion percentage allowed, which is, you know, next to next to last. Uh, that's not terribly surprising because they all, they have always played a conservative scheme, kind of like Seattle, actually. They will give up short passes, too. Uh, 24th in yards allowed per pass, 23rd in touchdown rate, 24th in interceptions, 22nd in passer rating. But they are 6th in the league in sack rate. So in a nutshell, they will put your quarterback on the ground often and over and over again, but if your quarterback does have time to throw, their coverage has been quite lackluster. That's the Panthers defense in a nutshell. Uh, the offense has turned the ball over 21 times, which is 29th in the league. They only had 19 turnovers all of last year when they ranked 8th in that category. The defense has been okay at taking taking the ball away from opponents, 16 takeaways, which is tied for 10th. That's an overall turnover margin of minus 5, tied for 23rd. Cam Newton, as you all know, as we all in Seattle know very well, the Panthers and Seahawks played, so they're a lot. Uh, Newton's twenty-third in pass attempts, so again, there's not a uh, not a pass uh, pass wacky scheme. And Newton has always been, excuse me, always been a big play quarterback, but uh, this year especially, he's struggling to complete throws. Thirty-first in the league in completion percentage, and you recall there's only thirty-two teams. Uh, the only qualifying quarterbacks who have completed less passes this year, are Colin Kaepernick and Josh McCown. This is some unpleasant territory to be in. But he is second in yards per completion. There is no more... Uh, when they, There used to be a baseball player named Dave Kingman, uh, who like hit 200 with 40 home runs, so was home run or nothing. That is what Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers have been this year. Incomplete, 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 big play. Incomplete, 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 big play. That is what they do. Put it all together, Newton is 17th among quarterbacks in yards per pass, 19th in touchdown rate, 23rd in interception rate, 27th in passer rating, tied for 5th in most sacks. Uh, It's career lows for Newton in completion percentage, touchdown rate, and also rushing yards per game. He's only rushing for 27 yards per game. His average is right up there, almost pushing 40, so he's not running as much as he used to either. Um, He does have five rushing touchdowns, which already ties his career low, so it won't be... uh, won't be a record-low year for him in that category. But it's a Cam Newton kind of year. He's got some big plays, but otherwise, uh, across the board, not very impressive. Leading rusher for Carolina is Jonathan Stewart, who has been there a long time, a veteran back. He is 24th in the league at 461 rushing yards, 22nd in yards per game at 57.6. A pretty mediocre attack there as well. The receiver's got to watch out there for Carolina uh, their best offensive player, if it's not Newton, is Greg Olson, the tight end. I know I said when Seattle played New England that it could be a matchup of the two two or three best tight ends in the league in that case. Well, uh, Greg Olson and Jimmy Graham may also be the top two tight ends in the league. Uh, they are one and two in receiving yards this year at the position. Greg Olson this year leads Carolina with 58 catches for 790 yards and three touchdowns. Kelvin Benjamin, who's as big as a tight end, even though he plays wide receiver, Uh, 48 catches for 736 yards and 5 scores. He missed all of 2015, but you may remember him in the uh, game in Carolina in 2014. He had a huge play to get Carolina out of trouble deep at their own end when he ran through the secondary and outleaped Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas for a deep pass and reeled it in. Uh, He's just a monster receiver. You look out there against guys like Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor. He dwarfs them and makes them look really small. Unique player. Not a great player, but a unique player and very physically gifted. Uh, 48 catches for 736 yards and five touchdowns Benjamin has. And the third receiver is Ted Ginn, who has never really been more than a track star with with crappy hands. 36 catches for 489 yards and two touchdowns. He did have, I think, an 80-yard touchdown against the Raiders last week, so he's dangerous but not good. Uh, Olsen is the lead receiver. He has 22nd in receptions and 12th in yards in the league and second and first in those categories among all tight ends. The leading tackler for Carolina is Luke keekley the middle linebacker. You all know him well. Leading sacker is a surprise. Uh, Mario Addison has only 12 tackles on the year. He has never started a game, but he has six and a half sacks to lead the team. So he is their designated kill the quarterback designated sacker. And, uh, so far doing a fine job of that. So we are going to break in, uh, break some of these down by Football Outsiders numbers. But first, I want to take this chance to tell you all about SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it is by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket, because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck, and that is why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You will immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Now, best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Now, to get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. You can enter the promo code LOChawks St- stands for Locked on Seahawks, and it's L-O-S-E-A-H-A-W-K-S. You do all that, SeatGeek will send you $20 after you have made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code Seahawks today. And while we've got a break in the action here, let's take a look at what else is going on on the Locked On Podcast Network today. Over at the mothership Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson, he's got power rankings. You can see just how far the Seahawks fell after that loss to Tampa Bay that I promised never talk about again, but what are you going to do? Uh, Also, he's integrated every team's first-round pick. You're going to see Matt Williamson's opinion on on Jermaine Effetti and how he's faring this year. Meanwhile, over at Locked On Fantasy, as my voice cracks, Sporting News' Vinny Iyer breaks down all the matchups and gives you shootout situations he particularly likes for the 15 games in the Week 13 schedule. And get to know the enemy, Locked On Panthers. There's a crit- critical offensive player and a critical defensive player who uh, returned to practice today and want to hear about that and what their odds are playing in the game. So that is what is going on on the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure and check that out today. All right, with that business taken care of, let's get back to the stat breakdown on the Carolina Panthers. All these numbers, by the way, that I'm about to give you are from Football Outsiders, and you will only hear them on the uh, Locked On Seahawks show and you can uh you can get you can read them if you'd rather do that at footballoutsiders.com but no other show is going to talk about it like we will here. Uh overall efficiency football outsiders says the Panthers at 22nd overall, a below average team this year. 19th on offense, 17th in both passing and rushing. So it doesn't really matter what they try, they're just an average team on offense. Defense is 10th overall. Now remember I said uh, by total yardage I they were in the low 20s like 29th against the pass, we have them at 15th against the pass because we acknowledge, A, the competition they've had to face has generally been hard, and B, it's not so much as they can't cover the passes as much as it is that uh, opponents pass on them all the time. They're 15th against the pass and 5th against the rush on defense, so teams are apparently saying, hey, their pass defense is worse than their rush defense, let's just throw a lot. Now, the one weakness they do have in the ball They are 29th in coverage against short passes. They allow short passes to be completed. They miss tackles, and those short passes go for uh, big plays. So Seattle has never really been, uh, for a long stretch, they've never been really great at the uh, station-to-station offense, but that may be an exception for this week. Cam Newton as a passer, 22nd in total value, 23rd in value per play. Let's keep those numbers in mind, 22 and 23, because Jonathan Stewart among running backs – 23rd in total value and value per rush. Kelvin Benjamin among, amongst wide receivers, 24th in total value and value per target. So no matter where you go on this Carolina team, you see a lot of guys who are just kind of there. Uh, they're ranked in the 20s. And just Considering there's 30, 32 teams, you rank ranked in the 20th, you're just you know below two-thirds of the, of the teams, but better than one-third. So a mediocre quarterback, a mediocre running back, a mediocre lead receiver is what the Panthers have this year. Uh, Newton, by the way, as a rusher, he's not having a very good year by, by quarterback standards. 16th in total value and just 21st in value per run. Uh, the other receiver for Carolina is Ted Ginn. Even after his big catch against Oakland, he's still having a lousy year. 61st among receivers in total value, 59th in value per pass. Uh, Carolina's best offensive player by far is Greg Olson. He is second to Jimmy Graham in total value, total receiving value for tight ends. Eighth in value per pass, and the reason there's such a great difference there is they just force feed in the ball because they don't have anyone else to catch. So, uh, yes, Greg Olson, the uh, number one weapon on Carolina's offense to stop, which is a spoiler for tomorrow's show. Uh, The offensive line, we have a number of stats we use of Football Outsiders to measure this. Uh, The one we use the most is just adjusted line yards which is simply average yards per carry with a penalty tacked on for hits in the backfield and a cap for all runs of 10 yards, so you don't have an 80-yard run skewing the average. Uh, Panthers are 22nd in that, in that category. They are 7th in short yardage, and that does include quarterback runs because, as we all know, Cam Newton is always a dangerous running threat on 3rd and one. Uh, 18th in stuff rate, the Panthers, so they're very average at allowing hits in the backfield, and they do not get a lot of big plays in the running backs. 30th in second level yards, which is how often they turn a 5-yard carry into a 10-yard run. 25th in open field yards, the ability to turn a 10-yard run into a huge play. So, overall, the offensive line, very good in short yardage, but uh, below average to poor in all other rushing stats, and I should also add the Panthers are 22nd in adjusted sack rate, so it's a big sack of mediocre offenses, what we're looking at with this team. Uh the defensive line for Carolina, much better. Sixth in adjusted line yards. Uh only twenty-fifth in power rating, uh power, short yardage runs. So uh, third and one conversions could come in handy for Seattle this week. But they're pretty good at everything else. The uh, Panthers are eighth in stuff stuff rate, ninth in second in level yards, sixth in open field yards, and fifth in adjusted in adjusted sack rate. So that they're uh, that's Carolina's biggest advantage in this game is their defensive line against Seattle's offensive line, but that has been the biggest advantage for most teams against Seattle this year, so that's nothing new. Special teams for Carolina, very poor, 29th overall. Uh, they do, one thing they do really well is uh, kickoffs and kick coverage where they are 6th, but that uh, probably won't happen uh, very often because they're probably not going to score very much against Seattle, so that won't matter. Uh, they are 15th and kicking for points. 25th in kickoff returns, 27th in punt returns, and dead last in the league in punts and punt coverage. Uh, The Panthers themselves are only averaging 5.7 yards per punt return, and they are allowing double that, 12 yards per punt return. So that could be a big edge for Seattle there if Tyler Lockett can get get his hands on the ball. So there you go. There's your Panthers in a nutshell. Uh, an, An explosive but inefficient offense, and a uh, a defense that actually plays the same way. They, uh, they will take away your station to station football, but they will give up big plays themselves. So that is going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow for Throwback Thursday and our five Panther Seattle must stop. I want to thank you all for listening today. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked Seahawks. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Locked On Seahawks. And be sure to drop us a line at Locked Seahawks at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. That is going to do it for today. Thank you for listening. And Seahawks. You are locked on Seahawks. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Seahawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. <coughs> Bye, singing dog. <laughs> Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, happened. wedding ceremony. Stop at Metro PCS. You get two free phones with twice as much memory. <laughs> really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K twenty plus phones with thirty two gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.